So, I'm I'm a real teacher person now. Really? What does that mean? As in, today was my first day teaching at our San Diego branch of our uh, like in-person academies that my company runs. Ooh. Teaching a summer camp. For the next two weeks, three hours a day. <laughs> hmm. And then I get to do it again at the beginning of August. How was it? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was just very... I was just very anxious leading up to it. Because mm. while I've been in a classroom a lot in general, and I've also mm-hmm. taught online now for about a year... I've never been in charge of my own class. Yeah. And so that was just like, you know, I hadn't done too much with our academy. Like I've observed a couple classes, but I didn't know a lot of the actual administrative details surrounding everything. Mm -hmm. And just kind of being the person who's uh, the point person for all questions and all random things that come up in the Mm -hmm. moment. Uh, I've just never really done it. Yeah. But luckily, the the nice thing about the academy is that we have a very good student-to-teacher ratio. Where That's very helpful, I bet. Yeah, so during the year, we really try not to have more than 16 kids in any class. And mm-hmm. today, uh, or for this camp, I only have nine. Okay. So that was really good. I was supposed to have a TA start today, but due to some paperwork issues, they are starting tomorrow. So I had to handle everything nice. on my own. <laughs> And I was joking to some people, not actually joking, but saying it like it was a joke so that they wouldn't be worried. Yeah, we Uh, all know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, That I had gotten this email last week informing me that I was going to have this TA and that this TA was going to attend a training session to talk about or to learn about everything to do with the academy, various procedures and all this sort of stuff. And I was reading through the list of things they were going to learn about. And I was like, huh, I only know about half of those. (laughs) 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 And like of the of of the stuff that I know about half of that was just learned by sort of observation and overhearing conversations from people at headquarters who also taught there throughout the year. Yep. So but it went well. Uh, It was a fun group of kids. I like having it be a small class so i got to learn everybody's name in five minutes mm-hmm. uh, it's a so it's a camp for kids entering sixth grade okay which is an age that i have an age range that i have a lot of experience in mm-hmm. uh so it was it was pretty fun they're smart kids the the nice thing about it being a camp is that it's just a lot of activities yeah so today, the first half of the class, we were learning about nets for 3D solids. And so it was a lot of cutting things out and putting them together and all this sort of stuff, which like eats up a lot of time, but keeps them very occupied and focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. And then the second half was learning about some things to do with graph theory which is a field of math involving basically points and lines connecting points and what you can do with those. Okay. 
Yeah. So overall, you had a positive experience your first day as a in-person teacher? It did. Now that I am done with one day, I'm not really afraid of any of the others, especially when it comes to the specific class. Like, they're good kids, and we got along fine. Yeah. They don't uh, all, like, clearly hate you or anything yet. No, not at all. I mean, I, I'm, I've am i always been good with, like, that age range, especially with boys. Like, yeah. I can hang with them. I can make dumb jokes. Like, I can yep. be respected by them. I also have three girls who are just bright and kind of keep to themselves. It just mm-hmm. kind of, or at least today, just kind of sat down and did the work. So I want to try and figure out some ways to sort of maybe start picking some groups for the students and force them to work together a little bit more than they did today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that sort of stuff, it went really well. Nice. Congratulations, yeah. Mark. Thanks. The one weird thing, which I had thought a lot about and really didn't have a good answer, is what I wanted the students to call me. Yeah. Because I've never been called Mr. Richard. Yeah. Like, I've never done that at all. Like, anytime I've is... been an authority figure, is like, as a TA, where I'm clearly just going to be Mark, or as, like, yeah. a camp counselor, which is honestly much closer to what I'm doing right now than anything else, where I was also just called Mark. So what were you called today? Well, I ended up, just for the just for the sake of, like, I think, if any parents poke their head in the door... On this first slide, I wrote Mr. Richard and just kind of let that chill there before class started. Mm-hmm. And then once we started, I said, look, like you can call me Mr. Richard. To be honest, it's kind of weird to me, but I-, I think the words that I said is if you feel a-, a very strong need to show me a lot of respect, you can call me <laughs> Mr. Richard. Otherwise, my first name is Mark and you can use that if you don't want to say as many syllables. <laughs> and so it ended up like half of the kids decided to call him Mr. Richard and the other half decided to call me Mark. Yeah. And that was basically it. And I was like, cool, works for me. Mm-hmm. Whatever works. So, yeah. That's interesting. I. Yeah. It always seems weird to me to, like, I know that, I consciously know they're at this place where, like, I have friends like you or some of my teacher friends who are now like in charge of classrooms where they're being called Mr. Richard, Mr. Such and such, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it still feels really weird to me to like imagine that situation. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not even 23 yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't imagine like having kids call me by like Mr. Fill in the blank with my last name. Yeah. Because just like. It just seems so I I can definitely empathize I guess with your your feelings of like that's we it just feels wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't I I don't know maybe I have a bit of like imposter syndrome or something but like I don't feel like I'm at a place in my life where like that's what people should call me. Oh or yeah. Like oh yeah. Anyone. I mean, the the only thing that helps it is that they were little kids so they'll you know call me whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they're young enough that it, most adult figures, they've probably called Mr. or Mrs. whatever uh, mm-hmm. in, in any sort of school situation. So that made it less weird versus if I were teaching a higher level, like 7th through ninth grade or even older, it would be absurd to me. 
I mean, at some point, to some extent, you almost need the Mr. Moore to establish that dynamic. Yeah. Which is probably good. But at the same time, it's like, I, mean, I don't look much older than a kid who's later in high school, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing has changed that dramatically that you're like, oh, no, this guy's definitely an adult with a college degree, you know, who has significantly more experience than this 11th grader. Mm-hmm. You know, other than just how I carry myself or whatever, but... Uh, so, so, yeah, that was that was really the only weird part that I had to think about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, just like technology, we have the dumbest setup for dealing with the slides. So we have each slide is purpose built so that it's like a double wide PowerPoint slide sort of a thing. And the right side has the content okay. and the left side has teacher notes. Okay. And we use this program called Drawboard to open up things. And we have uh, the computer has a monitor and then a uh, some sort of a tablet screen, like a touch screen that has a support for a pen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what brand it is, but it's it's sort of a Wacom sort of a thing. It's definitely not Wacom, though. But that's sort of a thing yeah. where it's like an actual screen. You can see it's a secondary screen, but it has pen support. Mm-hmm. But the dumb thing is, is that basically what you have to do, so first of all, these monitors are vertically stacked. Okay, so the top mm-hmm. one is the not drawing one, and the one that's on the desk is the drawing one, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the top one is considered the left monitor, and the bottom one is considered the right monitor. Wait. So you open up this double wide PDF in this application and then you just need to like drag it from the top screen to the right to onto the bottom screen and then keep dragging so that the PDF is just split in half between the two screens. <laughs> what? And so it's just like this initial setup is just really dumb. And then once you're there, it works just like any other thing. Like you can draw on your on the you know what the students see on the big board on the projector yeah uh, and you can arrow through it it's just like this initial setup of like you know normally they're like you know like powerpoint has the very good present mode where it knows like i'm presenting to this screen and the other person's screen should have like a preview of the slides plus their notes mm-hmm. but this has no such thing it's just taking the second screen whatever is on that second screen is thrown up onto the board or onto the projector. Yeah. And, and so it's just like, it's just not as seamless as I think it should be. I just think that it's kind of a, like, we should have better tools for this. Uh, yeah. Especially at, I don't know, I I envision your company as like a technology forward company. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we have, I, this is kind of the fanciest part of the classroom. Like, but we have like, you know, decent dot cams and all that stuff as well. But yeah, like, we're not. We're not chintzy when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like, we have yeah. things set up in a pretty good way. It's just, it just seems so dumb and so arbitrary that we couldn't find a better program that just was capable of full screening things in a in a totally correct way. Also, the, like, why is, uh, it just, 
it's weird to me that the that the bottom monitor is it, set it's up as, set up that way so that as, you can drag the program to the right to split up the PDF. Because so, you can't drag it down to split up the PDF. No, so because be... the PDF is a document uh, that yeah. is just a very wide PDF document. That. And so you're just splitting it in half between two screens. I guess I commend whoever thought of like, oh yeah, we can do this workaround and it will work. But it's also kind of like annoying that it's it sounds like it feels like it's clearly a workaround and not like a this was designed to do this. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. So, I don't know. It is what it is. If If I had my druthers, I would like to just do like like i had some lectures in college who just used i don't know what apps they used but could just use their ipads and plug it into you know a dongle and hook it up to a monitor and the ipad had like a particular present mode of some variety whatever app that they were using so that they could like zoom in and write on their own ipad but just whatever was actually being written would still be shown in full screen on the projected screen Mm-hmm. I just something like that I think would be a big improvement if only because like you know writing on a touch screen with this big pen on windows it's just it's not great like it works enough for basic writing but mm-hmm. multiple times I ended up writing too fast for the program to keep up oh and like that's just that's just really annoying when like I have to consciously be like really slow down how I'm writing uh, if I'm writing something a little long. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of annoying, but so it goes. Yeah, I guess your whole life can't be perfect, Mark. No, it can't. I try, though. Oh, also, also, I got there earlier. Like, you know, I, I get to places early. Yeah. And I figured... Okay, you know, uh, it starts at 1. And so I was planning on getting there by 12.30. So that I could have the time to prep, look over all the documents, make sure I had all the printouts and handouts that I was supposed to have. Uh, You know, and there were a lot of, because we were doing a lot of cutting, I had to, you know, search through the classroom and figure out where all the cutting implements that they needed were. And arrange all the desks and all this sort of stuff. You know, I had to get stuff ready. Yeah. So I got there a little after 12.20, I think. And I go in and I find where the little room is where my papers will be. And that's fine. And I grab that. But then there's still a teacher from the previous class that had ended around noon still sitting in the classroom. At the desk finishing some things up. Mm-hmm. And so I had to just like awkwardly stand around in this tiny teacher's lounge across from the classroom for like 15 minutes (laughs) like was the teacher just like sitting there doing stuff or like she was like at the desk doing whatever she needed to do to finish up like i don't know it was a it was one of the language arts classes so i'm sure that there's some other random stuff that they you know had to do or whatever she was doing maybe she was writing comments for the class i don't know Mm -hmm. like i i didn't pester her about it but well, it sounds like you clearly didn't communicate with her at all. Well, no. I mean, she was just sitting at the desk. What was I supposed to do? I wasn't going to kick her out. She's clearly working on stuff related to what she had just been teaching. 
or adjacent to it. Can I ask you one question before we move on? Yeah. And I don't want this to seem like me trying to like micromanage your life. <laughs> okay. But like, it seems like there were things you listed that you could have done without being bother too bothersome to her. What like, like you said, you had to like arrange the desks and like figure out where the cutting implements were in the room. Like, could you have just walked in and said like, "Hey, do you mind if I like prep for my class for a couple minutes while you're still here?" I mean, like I could have, but uh, a part of it was just it being the first time that I was teaching. I didn't know what I needed to do. Like tomorrow, if I showed up early, I could do that because now I know, oh, I have this many students, so I'm going to throw, put some of the desks in the back and move stuff around and Mm -hmm. get everything ready. And, but in this case, it would have been like, well, what would I have done with a Ziploc bag full of scissors? Throw it on the desk that she was sitting at that has almost no room at all. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Your point is taken. And if I get, end up getting there early on accident again, then yeah, I can do just that and it won't be a big deal because now we have the silent rapport of she has seen my face before. Yep. Man, these intros just go so long. I apologize. I don't know. They're fun. They are. Uh, so I, 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 I do need to share this. I'm obligated to share this. Okay. So good friend of the show, Mikhail, texted me this weekend. I don't uh-huh. remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. But he texted me and he said, you know, your your podcast is called Comical Start and I can't think of the last time you guys started with a comic. And I said, well, yeah, but, you know, I don't think we ever have. <laughs> and also, uh, comical is just an adjective that has multiple meanings. And so of was, or relating to comics. <laughs> and so, well, no, also of relating to comedy. Okay. And so I, I threw that softball up in the air, waiting for him to text me back, you know, saying something to the effect of, yeah, but what you do in the start isn't funny either. And he didn't disappoint. <laughs> he texted me back almost exactly that. <laughs> and so the next more it must have been on Saturday, because it was Sunday morning while I was walking around, and I said, you know what? I think that our official podcast description is too descriptive. Previously, it was something along the lines of Mark and Grant are two good friends. Each oh my to- gosh. Each podcast, they pick two comics to talk about at least a deeper conversation or whatever. And so on the fly, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to get on my phone and just change this description. So now the description is don't let the name fool you. This is not a comedy podcast. Okay, so you just changed that. Yeah, like, like a couple days ago. <laughs> Maybe yesterday. Okay, because I honestly never visit our podcast website, but tonight while I was looking for a comic, I accidentally clicked on the like my shortcut on my computer to it, and I like the front page popped up or whatever, and I read that, and I was like, I don't remember that being there. It's accurate, though. I like it that. Is. Mark did a good job of writing that, but I don't remember it at all. I, f- I wonder if it's been there a while. It probably has, but it's hilarious that it just came up. And, and I mean, it, it kind of came about, it, I was prompted during this walk, like it was first started by Mikhail, 
And then during this walk, I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about the idea of comedy podcasts. Yeah. And kind of listing off a couple, a couple that I knew. And they were saying like, you know, like in general, I don't like the idea of comedy podcasts. And then I was thinking of like, I don't even know what category I put us in, in iTunes, but I was thinking about, I was like, well, we're not really a comedy podcast at all. We're not sitting here making jokes or doing improv, you know, like. Yeah, you no, laugh we're not. like people do on podcasts, but that's just because we're friends talking. Yeah. Not because we're funny. <laughs> like, at times, like, from my perspective, being part of it, it feels like comedy, but I know it's not comedy. Yeah, it's not comedy in, like, a real way. It's not, like, in the sense that we're here to be funny. Yes, exactly. It's comedy just... in the way that it's just that you are with friends who are yeah. aware of who you are. And friends who I think have a good, well-matched senses of humor. Yes. A good, well, well, okay, grammar, whatever. So, if anybody out there is looking to spread the good word of Comical Start, you now have a pithy two-sentence description to give all your friends to make them feel more confident in trying out the podcast. Yeah. It is not the long mission statement that it used to be, nor do you have to say that they are a comedy podcast. We are officially and explicitly not one. <laughs> Who knows what we are? <laughs> we but are in an, our we elevated are, description, <laughs> it's clear that we're not a comedy podcast. <laughs> we're okay. two fools talking. <laughs> okay. I just need I need to get that out of the way. Okay. But now we can now we can move on to Grant's comic. Which is Luann by Greg Evans. And we have Luann sitting at a little kid's table with some crayons, I think. And a little girl walks up to her and says, What you doing, Luann? And Luann says, A coloring book for adults. The idea is to relax and just chill for a while. Want to do this one? And then we have a still frame of Luann looking pretty content, coloring in uh, some a detailed mandala uh, coloring book page with uh, an orange crayon as the girl sitting next to her seems to be scribbling a bit more haphazardly with a red crayon. Uh, and then in the next frame, this little girl has clearly just scribbled a bunch of red and green all over the place and says, done, I win. And Luann says, wow, I still need another half hour. And the girl says, why are adults so slow at everything? I think this is one of the better comics we've picked in a while. <laughs> I thought it was a good comic. It is. The direction I take it won't be good, but. Well, you know, what's new? <laughs> we, can, we can only have one or the other a funny comic or a funny topic <laughs> yeah well well so i'm just gonna start out with all blah 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 mark i'm just going to start out with asking you have you ever colored in an adult coloring book i have when did you first hear about adult coloring books uh 
Do you remember? Uh, it's hard for me to peg down explicitly or, you know, the specific time. My guess would be somewhere in either sophomore or junior year of college is when they first kind of came into my mental space. Yeah. <laughs> is that all you had for this? <laughs> Are we moving on now? <laughs> Yeah, that's it, Mark. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark's coming with him now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like zoned out for a second while listening to your response, and then you it finished, and I was like, <laughs> "I know, but like, I, it's just the mood I'm in tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. But, and then you finished, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, that that's similar to me." Like, <laughs> okay. And I was just like, I was just living that connection that we have. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't exactly know where I was taking this. Um, adult coloring books have popped up a few times in the last, like, number of months for me. Um, like, there's. There was one time where, like, I almost bought some on Amazon just because, like, I need something to do. But then I was like, I don't have colored pencils or crayons or anything. So it's like, meh. Also, I don't know if I would actually do them because I don't think I have the attention span to just, like, sit down and make them look nice. I feel like they would – I would just get tired of it and, like, I never felt like I was good at coloring books in the first place. Mm -hmm. So – I feel like adult ones are just kids coloring books that are just like infinitely more intricate and difficult to make look nice. Um, and like, I definitely wouldn't want to do it if it does, if it's not going to look nice in the end. Cause like, it's one of those things that like, maybe the journey is valuable, but like the reason I'm doing the journey is cause I want the product. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not confident in my ability to produce a nice product in that sense, but the other one of the other times that adult coloring books came up is one of my coworkers showed me his recently purchased adult coloring book and like it was like a bunch of like very crude phrases with very intricate fancy designs around them. Oh. And I'm having to do a poor job of describing this cuz I can't list any of the phrases cuz you just have to bleep them out. <laughs> Um, so yeah and he showed it to me and it was it was really funny like that somebody had clearly put in the time to make this because it was a beautiful coloring book but it was all centered around like incredibly crude phrases or short statements Mm -hmm. and i don't know why i brought that up i feel (laughs) like i should have had a question here but I'm really just telling a story. So have you never used an adult coloring book? I did one once as part of like RA training. We had like a learning about self-care thing. And as part of it, they had us spend like five minutes doing a bunch of like little chunks of five minutes doing a bunch of different like self-care things. Hmm. Um like we spent five minutes journaling and we spent five minutes doing an adult coloring book and we like spent five minutes meditating and stuff like that. Um, 
to help us like experience different ways of doing self-care. Um, but outside of that, I've never actually like done an adult coloring book. I have a lot of friends who love adult coloring books, Mm -hmm. but I personally have never done one. Hmm. Have you like legit done one? I'm so I've done some random pages and then when I got an iPad Pro, so that's when I, I, while I was an intern, that's what I would do a lot is like listen to a podcast in my bedroom and like do a coloring thing on my iPad. Mm-hmm. And that was actually pretty relaxing. The only downside is that a lot of the ones on the iPad seem to miss the entire point of coloring. Like, for me, the entire reason that it's calming is not because of you get some final product that looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that is a benefit. It is fun to zoom out. But, like, it is the focus and, like, very yeah. attention to the fine motor skill of mm-hmm. carefully, you know, scratching in <laughs> the the tiny little cell one at a time. Yeah. And all of these iPad apps either default or only support tap to fill. Oh, that's so like, that's so disappointing. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? Like, I could do this on MS Paint. Then I could just get an image and then just like tap 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 tap. Yeah. You know, like, why do I need this app to do this then? And so that was really frustrating. Trying to find apps that a didn't cost like $15 a month or something. And B had a proper like color this like you're using a colored pencil just with an infinite number of colors. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what's nice about it. But a lot of the apps didn't do that. And so I just kind of stopped doing it. Um, I still like it though. It's It's similar to like how I want to, well, I've been saying this for a few months now and I just haven't done it. Similar to like how I want to start doing origami again. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just the fine motor skills and just something to occupy yourself for a little mm-hmm. bit. You know that that does click with my mind pretty well. Mm-hmm. Now, now you've like made me want to go do this. <laughs> we know what Mark's doing after the podcast tonight. I mean, it's very possible. Noise. I inspired yeah. him. You did, Grant. Woot, woot. I'm actually, like, really proud of that. <laughs> Maybe too proud, but I'm really proud of that. We all need something to root for. Yeah. You gotta you gotta celebrate the small accomplishments. Exactly. I'll pop a bottle of champagne tonight for it. No, I won't. I don't have any. And that would be such a waste. Because I'd have yes. to pour out four-fifths of a bottle of champagne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. Adult coloring book's pretty good. Maybe I should get one sometime. I'm feeling... I don't know. I'm probably not going to. I'm not going to start promising things I'm not going to do. I'm not going to get an adult coloring book. But I think they're really valuable for some people, and I'm glad they exist. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the long and short of it. It's like, just like all the... Like, the attention to self-care that exists in the market right now, whether that be, like, a thousand different methods of journaling to things like adult coloring books or any other sort of mindfulness-focused 
activities that exist out there. Yeah. Like, it's good that there are so many because not everything is going to work for some people. Uh, but the more that keeps coming out there, the more likely that it is that there's something for some arbitrary person who just needs something to feel like it's mildly productive and still just lets them relax a bit. Mm-hmm. You know? Shall we well, move on now? I'm feeling it's about that time. I guess we shall. So, for this week, from Mark, we have Herman by Jim Unger. And in this comic, we have two older, maybe professional, I would say, looking gentlemen sitting at a desk. One is wearing glasses and he's holding a paper that clearly has writing on it and he's appears to be speaking to the other one saying do you have any other references apart from this one from your mother i don't know why i said it like that because it's the do you do you do you like you've never said that before do you no do you have any other preferences (laughs) like no, do you have any other reference? Like, I use freaking real Se- words. Seems pretty natural to me. Also, it's do a comic you- from 15 years ago. Oh, it's old. It's dated. So, Mark, do you have any other references other than this one from your mother? Uh, I do. Has your mother ever given you a reference for something? Like, no. in a professional... Okay. I mean, the closest that I could say is her talking to other mothers at work who has a, who have kids that need some sort of tutoring. Mm-hmm. But I think every single one of those I've been unable to do and so I've passed on to someone else, often Jack. <laughs> <laughs> At least someone got the business out of it. Yeah. So, so that's. I think that's the closest I can get to the concept of a reference from my mother. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know her, her networking on your behalf. I think that fits. Sure. So th- where, where are you trying to take this? I think I just wanted to talk, kind of generally about interviews. Ooh, I got thoughts. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Let's start with this. How many interviews have you been to? Are we talking in-person interviews? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care about phone interviews. In-person interviews with real people for a paid position, let's say. Like, can I just give a ballpark figure? Yeah, sure. Between five and ten. I don't want to... Between 5 and 10. I don't want to actually, like, count. Okay. Are there any that stick out in your mind as particularly good or bad or, I guess, memorable? Well, okay, so one that I'm including in the count that is the most memorable in definitely primarily a bad way. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Technically isn't an in-person interview, but it was a Skype interview 
that was set up in place of them doing an in-person interview because they changed their plans at last minute and couldn't do an in-person interview. <laughs> I think I remember. Do I remember this story? <laughs> I don't. You probably do. Is it from within the last year and a half? Yes, it is. Okay. Yep. Then I definitely remember. <laughs> is this a is this a podcast conversation or a non-podcast conversation? I highly doubt it was a podcast conversation. Okay. So this interview, I've I've told cowork my current coworkers about this interview, and they all are baffled at it, and they understand why I do not work at this company because it just it sounded like a bad situation based on how they treated people that they interviewed um, in terms of their respect for your time. But I had this company that reviewed my resume. Like I applied for a job. They reviewed my resume. I had like kind of a short phone interview with a recruiter where it was clear, like they were given questions to ask me and then to record my answers for like hiring managers to look at, to kind of like screen me. So the hiring managers didn't have to like waste their time actually talking to me. Um, and so like that went very well because I was knowledgeable about the subject and like the job was honestly a pretty good fit for me. And so they asked me if I was willing to fly out for an on-site interview because it was it was like a, the place was probably like an eight hour drive away, but like a couple hour flight, so... I made reservations, got everything set up, and then the day before the interview, they called me and they're like, oh, we actually can't do your on-site interview anymore, we'll need to like cancel all your plans. <laughs> so that happened, and they were like, but we still want you to come out sometime, we'll contact you in a couple of days to like set up a new date. So they did that, set up a new date again, again went through the whole rigmarole of scheduling a flight. They sent me my itinerary for my full day of, like, interviews and stuff at the site because they were paying to fly me there. So, like, they were trying to get as much out of the day as possible, I assume. So, they had a full itinerary scheduled for me. Um, And then this time, it was, like, a day and a half before. This time, they were like, hey, it's actually not going to work for us to do this on-site interview again. But instead, can we turn this into a video conference interview? And so, like, I'm trying to get a job at this point. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm trying to be flexible and understanding, even though, like, I'm a little peeved at this point. Yeah. Because, like, they've canceled pretty last minute on me twice. But I am I appreciate that they're, like, actually giving me a shot to talk to real people this time. And so I assume, I incorrectly assume that being it was going to be, like, a Skype interview is... My itinerary wasn't going to be the same, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, no. My itinerary was pretty much the same. I had an entire day, uh, almost an entire day-long Skype interview. I think it ended up being, like, somewhere between six and seven hours long. <laughs> um, <sighs> And this interview consisted of me having a series of between either 30 minute or hour long interviews with either individuals or small groups of people where they essentially asked me pretty much the same questions every single interview. And like some of them were with people that it was clear, like 
why are you interviewing me? Your job title is way above the pay grade of the position that I'm applying for. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was clear, like, they weren't overly interested in me because, like, they knew they would never interact with me on a daily basis in their job. And so I guess that's kind of my, like, most memorable interview just because it was the whole concept of it was really preposterous. Yeah. I There were definitely some of the people who I interviewed with that I'm like, I'm really glad I was able to talk with them. It was like some of the sessions were really good interviews actually. And like having so many back to back to back, I think gave me a chance to kind of refine my interview skills, which I think was probably a good thing at the end of the day. Cause I'm, I'm probably better at interviewing because of it. But also, it was a miserable day. Like, I was expecting, like, a two-hour interview. I didn't even... I had a single, like, eight-ounce glass of water next to me. <laughs> I had to quickly, yeah. like, run away from my computer in between interviewers to, like, grab a bigger glass of water around, like, one in the afternoon when it was clear that I wasn't going to get to, like, leave until five. Yeah. Yeah, I... Thank mm-hmm. you.